Hello, my name is Kinsia Wildbud, and you are listening to Why I Drink After Work. Have you ever seen a woman or, or even a man in a restaurant working their ass off, doing their job, trying to make their money, only to be interrupted by a sexist pig? A pig that thinks he or she has the right to touch you because they feel you are inferior due to your job description? Sexual harassment is alive and well, folks. And to discuss this grabbing by the pussy issue is one of the dopest hustlers in the restaurant industry who would like to stay anonymous. But uh, let me just introduce you to her. Hello, my lady. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Just had my cup of coffee, ready to roll. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being with us here early this morning. Um, I know it took a little bit for you to uh, get here and enjoy this um, beautiful time that we are going to have. Um, I know that you wanted to stay anonymous, and out of respect for that, absolutely, completely. But as you know, this uh, podcast slash radio station is called Why I Drink After Work. So we need to um, give you a little bit of a name. So tell us, what is your favorite cocktail? I feel like it definitely changes, but at the moment I'm going to go with a Southside. Southside? I think so. What the hell is a Southside? <laughs> I've never heard of that. It's really fresh. You got a bit of mint, cucumber. What's the base? The, the spirit? You don't know. I don't even know. Lord Jesus. I'm not okay. So <laughs> Okay, well, we're going to call you Southside. Southside. Southside, okay, I like that. It's got some uh, uh, some dopeness to it. All right, Southside. All right, well, thank you again for joining us today, Southside. So let's just get right to it. So what attracted you to the uh, restaurant industry? Um, in the beginning, it was genuinely just that I came to Sydney for university and I just needed a job and that was what you did. You went and worked in a restaurant. So for the beginning, I just didn't know what else to do. So that's how I started. Mm -hmm, right. Yeah. And how long you been? Ah, uh, to be five or six years now. Six years. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Coming on some little bit of seniority. I've <laughs> <laughs> been there, very good. So throughout those five to six years, do you um, have you ever felt that you've been treated differently because of your gender? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's something that's so kind of inherent in the industry that sometimes I still don't even notice it you just kind of take it as as part of as part of the industry um, and sometimes I do notice it a lot more and others others it's a lot more subtle but mm. it's manifested in a lot of different ways throughout the years um, but I definitely think men and women are both treated differently but being a woman you are treated more kind of as an object mm. um, and you're treated for for your appearance and for what I mean like it's the service industry but I think you're treated for what you can do for people but it's in a very sexualized way it's yeah, yeah no, 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 no 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 I'm 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 getting I I do I do understand um, being in the customer service industry for many many years um, because I guess of uh, and it was in the one part in the restaurant industry because of my uh, because how they say you're a server so you're gonna do I expect you to do pretty much I expect you to bend over backwards for yeah me and do what I ask you to do plus if you don't I'm not gonna tip you yeah exactly <laughs> people kind of feel that they have this power over you and that 
I think a lot of the time people forget that you're not just an object and that people working in the service industry are their own people and have their own lives and are different people. They're not just clones of each other there and all they do is come to work, serve you and that's it. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's where people start to forget and just treat you that way. Mm. Have you, have you felt that you've been treated differently because of your sexual orientation? Yeah, I think so as well. It's been more recently that that's kind of happened. Um, I have dated men and women and I found that when I was dating a woman people felt that they had a right to comment on it mm. comment on us and the way we look and our relationship and ask questions that you would never ask a couple a man and a woman who were dating you know they just felt that they had some right to intrude and those questions can uh, somewhat, I guess you could say, kind of, yeah, they can be sexually harassing questions. Yeah, because they, they make you out, like, p particularly I think when you're a woman dating a woman, it's such a sexualized thing to other people that it, your relationship to other, other people becomes something that they feel like they can have an opinion on and that you're not just two people kind of sharing a connection it's like you're two women who have sex and that's mm. exciting to them and so they feel for some reason yeah like they have a right to comment or to ask questions or yeah. where it's not your private life it's two women having sex you know mm. like it's it's bizarre <laughs> it's bizarre and I don't you know particularly when they're people that you know as well and like mm. you know me as a human being mm -hmm. you know that I'm in a relationship I'm not this has nothing to do with you like you and you know me why do you then feel like you can treat me like I'm or ask questions like I'm someone on a porn site that you watch at night on your own you know like mm. it just that's beyond me having felt sexual harassment in the I guess you could say verbal sense have you ever been exposed to that physically I have not in a very um, not very very full-on but I have I in a very casual way by people that I know and also by people that I don't know I've had people like touch me and just be too intimate mm. in a way um, but yeah, like I've had people hit me, hit me on the ass. Um, I've had people kind of pull me in close for a hug customers when you're standing at the table and mm. you've kind of, you, you know, you've had good banter and you've gotten along really well with them and they just take that for something that it isn't and overstep. And mm. I've had people bring me in for a hug and tell me that like I'm good looking and, and that kind of a thing. And it's just like, I don't actually know you. Have you forgotten that I don't know you, mm. you know? And like, while I am... I'm not just having this connection with you for tips. Like I, I do enjoy talking to people and getting to know them, but this is still my body and what makes you think you can touch it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, no, it is somewhat of an invasion of privacy. Yeah. So if you, uh, I remember working in the restaurant industry that, you know, after a while when you establish that rapport with a customer, we call it a you know, regular guest and yeah, yeah by all means. Let's embrace, you yeah. know, because it's like you're in a, it's somewhat like family, you know, you yeah. come to our restaurant 
and you this is this is our home so you're yeah. a guest in our home so we're going to treat you like family yeah you know but for the i guess you know the new guests that like to come in um that you don't have a rapport with yeah um especially some slimy people it it it's it, it is an invasion of privacy and it doesn't make you feel good about yourself no it doesn't it makes you feel like an object and i, I think actually one of the things that threw me the most was when it, it wasn't a particularly sexual advance but it was this middle-aged woman actually who it, it wasn't a sexual thing but to get my attention she hit me on the bum and because she wanted to order a drink and I think she just thought because we were both women and because it wasn't a sexual thing it was therefore okay mm -hmm. and I was really shocked by that because that's the first time that's ever happened Hell where it it wasn't a sexual thing but it was still too intimate mm. wow. that threw me and I just turned around and I couldn't even speak <laughs> you what <laughs> wow have you ever witnessed it happen to someone else yeah I have um, in ways that are similar to the way that it's happened to me yep. you know yep. verbal also physical um, and and it's just so inherent you know like I've I've seen people be told and and it's happened to me as well dress this way because you're going to get better tips mm. or you know you're going to take that table because they're going to find you the most attractive um and even one of my old bosses would take girls to a table of his mates and be like you know look how attractive she is or whatever i was working with these two swedish girls and they were gorgeous they were and they like were really charismatic and they were they were great intelligent interesting people and he would use that and take it to take them to tables and introduce them as these Swedes and they were gorgeous and look how great her ass is do you want to hit it wow yeah that happened wow. to a girl I was working with a couple of years ago so what do you think makes people think it's okay what are we what are we saying in society that's like yeah it's all right. You can go yeah. ahead and, you know, uh, touch a person's bum or, you know, g grab them by the pussy. <laughs> uh, you can. Oh. Uh, what, what What is it that you think in the human psyche that makes us feel that we can do that? I, I think it's a combination of, of things like, you know, people. View, it's awful and it's not true, but people view hospitality as not a legitimate career or you know it's it's for people who can't do something else or people are just there because they have to be and so therefore they're just immediately some form of inferior and none of that is true but I think that's just an inherent way of looking at hospitality and because you are there in a in a service capacity it's like well I'm above you I can mm. I can cross boundaries that I would never normally in public or even some people they wouldn't public but like and then I think particularly being a woman as well you're, you're predisposed yeah. in that yeah, yeah in sense. I can see that this is this is a, <laughs> it's so this is a sensitive and frustrating topic for you absolutely I get it and yes I do understand <laughs> yes and even if you know and also too for for everyone out there even if you're you know you're not a woman in your you know if, even if you're a man yeah this is still a, a huge issue you know um, speaking of you know there's been some 
cases where you've had people come out against nowadays now we have the whole Hollywood shit going on you know there's a lot of gay men coming out about you know Kevin Spacey about being sexually harassed by him and and so it's not just a male female issue it's it's all across the board and so what are your feelings about the the me too movement you know i think because some men are coming out and saying that this is a complete and huge witch hunt i think it has the capacity to be that i do in a way um i think that it can be taken out of perspective and and become a witch hunt but i think it is predominantly a bit of a game changer. I think that this is reflecting a genuine shift in culture where it is going to become not okay and not accepted and not kept quiet. But I, I do think that it has the capacity to be kind of a witch hunt in some ways where maybe, not that any form of sexual harassment is okay, absolutely not, but things can be taken or interpreted to be something that they're not for the sake of for the sake of of that witch hunt and of pulling someone up for something that they that you know in context it wasn't like that like i've seen that happen as well hmm. um and it, and it can be a fine line as well i've seen i mean and, and this is a little bit veering off off that topic but for example like i'm a really flirty person hmm. and so i've had to find that line working with people where if if you know we're f like we're flirting i'm flirty they're flirty and we're both okay with that but then something happens that i'm not okay with and a line's being crossed mm. i do need to accept that obviously you know again sexual harassment's not okay but you know i've participated in creating that environment where people have felt comfortable flirting with me mm. and i i am genuinely okay with that so therefore it's not okay to backtrack and say you know, they were harassing me and I had nothing to do with it. And I think that's just an example and I haven't... Oh, it's an example of how it can be taken out of context to become a witch hunt. Yeah. No, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. I completely get it. Um, you, I guess, you know, just as a woman, you know, as a, as a young woman, young woman that you are, uh, you have a lot more years ahead of you <laughs> yeah. we all think we're shoot i may be a little older but shit i got 50 more years and, and everything but my thing is and so you've you've been through the you've been a little bit through the ringer you've gone through a lot of shit so far <laughs> and what advice would you give to someone whether to man or woman that is being sexually sexually harassed uh in the workplace, but just doesn't have the courage and and just too scared to speak out. I know. Like, I think that it can be hard to to find the courage to say something, particularly when you're working in an environment where it it may affect your work. You know, people are gonna become pissed off about it, or people are gonna take it the wrong way. You know, like if you're complaining about another coworker, it can create a really hostile environment. Mm. So I'm sure in that respect, it, like it can definitely be hard, but it's one of those things like it isn't acceptable. And if you don't feel comfortable saying something yourself, I mean, there's a lot of different things you can do. You know, like you can just directly to that person without introducing other people to the situation, say, no, this isn't okay. Or you, you can talk to someone else that you do work with, you know, like this has happened, I'm not okay with it. 
you know, they might be able to say something or they might just then be able to be aware of it to help you in that situation remove yourself or and that kind of a thing. But I think the best thing is if you can find the confidence to just know this is not okay, this is my body, this is my whatever, uh, and it's, it's, not, it's not for you to have an opinion on, for you to touch, you know, if, mm. if yeah. Very good, very, very, very good. You know, this is such a sensitive topic um, that it's it's worldwide <laughs> and and across all different industries. And if someone, if there's, you know, if there's someone out there that's going through this and has, you know, a tendency to, yeah, this is one of the reasons why we in the fucking customer service industry drink after work. <laughs> and, you know, but also too, we this is this station is being created to give those a platform um to 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 vent to educate to let people know that they're not alone um and just to you know give people a sense of like you know courage a sense of 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 how would you say um that you don't have to be scared um and the thing is also is um I want people to know that, again, it's not fucking okay for someone to touch another individual if it's not consensual. Um, you, there's a, there's a thin line, and there's a thin line, and once that line is crossed, someone's gonna get their ass <laughs> beat, and whether it's verbally or physically, and don't be afraid. You know, if someone's doing something to you, don't be afraid to kick a bitch's ass. And on that note, thank you, thank you, thank you so, so much. What the hell's the name of your cocktail? <laughs> Southside. Southside. <laughs> she don't even know what the hell is in the thing. You know what? But it makes, it makes her feel good. <laughs> and she enjoys it very, very much. I tried it for the first time not long ago, <laughs> and I'm a big fan. <laughs> I don't know what Southside is. We gotta fit up on the internet. All right, well, thank you so much, Southside, for being here. And thank, thank you, you for all. having me. Thank you for listening. And we really do hope that you all have um, a beautiful day. And hopefully, we were able to uh, educate and you all got something from this. Thank you. And uh, we will be back uh, tomorrow with the topic of. What the hell is that topic? Hold on. Of. Um, Lord Jesus, it's uh, pressure. Yes, the title is pressure. Pressure in the customer service industry. But from the floral perspective, from a florist perspective, we're gonna be uh, gonna be interviewing uh, a top um, Melbourne florist um, who's just killing it and uh, the pressures and responsibilities that he has to go through um, in that field of creating and trying to make the impossible possible. So thank you so much and we'll talk to you soon.